This is an AMI podcast. With more on this impressive Team Black overtime winner, let's throw it over to Brock Richardson and the panel. Brock, take it away. Thank you, Dave. And I got to say, I have to echo your sentiments. What a game to start the weekend. I'm joined by uh, Brett Wills and Cam Jenkins. Gentlemen, thoughts initially on what you just saw? That was probably uh, the best way to open this tournament. That was a very impressive game, and for it to go to overtime, uh, what can you say? Anthony Ciula, he got the tying goal in the third period, and then he got the overtime winner. Like, that's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, it was just an amazing game. There was a part of me as a hockey fan that just wanted to see this thing go to a a shootout, but uh, there's lots of hockey left to play, obviously, so we might get a chance to see that. Brett? And it's always nice to have a a game go to overtime when you're really invested in watching a game. So the fact that this game had gone to overtime and uh, the way it ended, what a way to end a hockey game. Yeah, I mean, just for me, what I noticed was, first of all, goaltending was what held that game in it could have been easily uh you know a bit more of a spread out game if it wasn't for both goaltenders thoughts on the goaltending boys team yellow they better buy a beverage for joey cabral joey cabral was amazing that right uh save right toe save that joey cabral made that was amazing save and that could have been the game right there yeah, and for the listener again, just to remind you, the goaltender has the uh, lowest vision of everybody on the ice. So just his awareness and the goaltender tending in general is amazing when they're just noticing the sound of the puck to figure out where it is. Brad, thoughts on the goaltending? Well, and you have to consider that this puck isn't a regulation-sized puck or a regulation uh, weight. Uh, I wonder how it feels to just be hit by one. Yeah, we, we we might go down and uh, feel one of the pucks later just to kind of give you our perspective on uh, what we felt. Brett, you made an interesting comment, and just for the listener, we uh, sit right beside each other for the entire game, and Brett looked after, at me after the first goal at, for Team Black, and he said, what, Brett? What did you say as a goaltender when that goal went in? Uh, I, I honestly, I, I can't remember. If you'd like to refresh me, that'd be great. Oh, cool coincidence you can't remember what you said i think he said he probably wouldn't have been able to save that shot himself was it something along those <laughs> yeah, lines bro? Yes, there, there we go yes i think that's exactly what it was but you couldn't uh, you couldn't save it either the athleticism of these goaltenders and all these athletes uh, is just phenomenal and well, this- in that first goal Emily McLean, nobody would have been able to stop that snipe. That was a beautiful first goal of the game. Yeah, no, and, and again, no discredit to Emily because that was perfect spot. I just wanted to uh, put Brett on the spot and uh, say what he, he said to me in, uh, in the game there. Any other additional thoughts on the game? I think with uh, Vince Ryan, he really dominated the first period, and it was really um, unfortunate to see him go down. Um, so we wish him all the best, and hopefully he's able to play for the rest of the tournament. But you re- at least I really saw Team Block. They started to, um, the ice seemed to tip in the direction of Team Block once he got off the ice. So, Yeah, and one of the things that was mentioned um, during the broadcast was... Uh, the fact that he's one of the number one of the highest defensemen here so that would be a big miss as mentioned in the in the broadcast one of the things that i that i want to make sure that it comes out well in the broadcast the speed that you get out of this tournament and out of these players is incredible 
guys, am I am I echoing that properly? I I, I think uh, that uh, we we heard on the broadcast that uh, one one of these athletes uh, played for the Halifax Mooseheads in uh, the early '90s, and. Uh, if uh, our listeners don't understand or know who the Halifax Mooseheads are, they're one of the top teams in the Canadian Hockey League uh, for junior A ho- or junior hockey, uh, and that that just speaks uh, volumes about how these athletes are uh, conditioned. In Kelly Serbu, that's like sweet skating. I want to be able to go to Nova Scotia and drink the water that Kelly uh, Serbu is drinking out there. That's for sure. Uh, Kelly dominated the game as well from a Team Yellow perspective and. Uh, was everywhere on the ice, so absolutely. Um, and then the one and only Dennis Bayak shows up in the uh, in the broadcast. Uh, we don't want to talk too much about Dennis Bayak because we want to leave it to the the athletes. But just quickly, thoughts on Dennis Bayak showing up? Well, uh, I guess uh, the Jets are here in town to play our uh, our Maple Leafs uh, in the next day or so, and uh, so that that was pretty neat. Uh, to uh, be in uh, Mr. Bayak's presence, um, I, I suppose, uh, from my understanding, he's here watching his nephew uh, play. Uh, that's really, really cool. And if uh, Mr. Bayak is uh, listening, we would be happy to have him on the panel if he's still around in uh, one of the next uh, games because he's uh, an iconic voice uh, in the broadcasting world. What do we expect uh, moving forward in this tournament, Cam? Uh, I hope every game is going to be like the game that we just saw. I want every time to go to overtime. I would love to be able to see a shootout, to be quite honest with you. Uh, Not the gold medal game of the tournament, but I'd love to see a shootout at some point in time too. But if every game is going to be like this, we are in for a treat this weekend. Yes, and I got to say, come down to the Athletic Met. Uh, the Madame Center uh, here in Toronto because it is going to be a great tournament. It's free. You can't beat that. And the competition level is uh, unbelievable. Brett, thoughts on what you expect to see in the future games? Well, and just to echo your uh, sentiment, uh, come down and watch if, uh, if you're listening and you're, you're close by. You might even get an opportunity to meet the three of us, and uh, we're pretty fun people to be around sometimes. So, uh, But uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the weekend. Yeah, and again, it's one of those things, and they mentioned it in the broadcast. You know, you look around and you think, wow, I'm in the old Maple Leaf Gardens. The roof is exactly the same. Uh, you know, it's, it's just a nice place to be. Uh, you know, so come down. I, I sincerely uh, hope that you uh, do because it's going to be a great weekend, and we'll be here all weekend as well, uh, you know, analyzing the games uh, and giving you our best uh, analysis as well. The um, the thing that I also saw from this game was uh, just the the awareness of where the puck is. And where I'm going with that is there was a lot of block shots. That's not something I expected to see. I didn't I didn't expect to see players diving on the ice, you know, to, to block shots. But they got really in there. Cam, thoughts? Absolutely. Uh, the one shot, and I'm not sure uh, if it was in the second or third period, uh, but Team Yellow uh, blocked a shot right in the um, stomach area and didn't even go down. What a warrior at the end of the day. Uh, the block shots, um, it was real interesting. First time I've ever seen the puck 
uh, with the bells in it. And, uh, you know, that was quite interesting to see as well. And another thought in regards to the goaltending, uh, the goaltenders, they aren't necessarily standing up. They're kind of kneeling down or doing the splits. So a lot of the times, the bottom of the net is all covered. So you've got to end up getting uh, the shot up and get a snipe in, in order to get a goal as well that I uh, noticed as well. And that speaks to Emily's goal in the uh, first period there. I, she All she had was the top of the net, and she sniped it for sure. There's no doubt about that. And it was... Let me, let me also paint a picture for you, too. I didn't know how physical the game would be but there was a lot of battles going on even though there wasn't checking necessarily but there was a lot of battles going on all right with that we have uh, an interview with dave bastel dave take it away thanks so much brock uh, let's go ringside right now our man uh, behind the scenes is jeff ryman standing by with a special guest jeff take it away thanks i'm here with joey cabrell goaltender for team yellow it was a tough loss. However, I mean, dude, you played outstanding. I thought you guys were going to get it. A silly tip at the end there, but uh, how would you feel out there? I felt great. I think I played good for my team, helped my team in. Well, it's, but it's a team sport. We win as a team, we lose as a team. Just disappointed that last minute that shot got tipped in, but it happened. It's, it's hockey. Someone's got to lose, someone's got to win. But uh, definitely disappointed. But at least we got a point out of it. Absolutely. Obviously a tough way to start the tournament, but a great way to showcase this great event. So congratulations on that. One other thing I want to point out is that um, you're from the Toronto Ice Owls. On the, uh, in, yes, Toronto Ice Owls. And the thing is that all these different players on your team are all from across North America. So how was that playing with different players? It's, it's hard, but you know what? After the first game and you go to the second game, like first game, everybody's feeling each other out. Second game, everybody's more like... They know each other, and it's hard, but we do it. It's hard, but we don't play together all the time, obviously, so that makes it hard. But after the first game, we go into the second game, we're, like, we're gelling already more as a team. And I also have to, have to point out that the fact that you guys were playing super fast-paced, was that the game plan going into this one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew it was going to be a fast game for both teams. We have good skaters. The other team has good skaters. I knew it wasn't going to be an easy game. And finally, I mean, this is a huge tournament, I think, for everybody coming into this event, playing in such a historic building like this. What are you looking forward to most in this entire tournament? This tournament? I'm looking to bring my team to the gold medal when we're winning the gold medal. That's my goal. Spoken like a true goaltender. I appreciate the time. Yeah, appreciate it, sir. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, fantastic start to this tournament. Final score in this one, Team Black, three, Team Yellow, two in overtime. Uh, Jeff Ryman joins us right now again. Man, uh, I was talking to the fellas, and I know the panel discussed this as well, and, and we're just minutes away from Team Red facing Team Gold in another open um, division matchup. What a sensational way to start this tournament. Not only was it fast-paced during the game, it seemed to go into overdrive during the overtime. Honestly, I feel like it exceeded my expectations as a viewer. Uh, coming into this last year, we, I don't think we even went into overtime. Maybe in the final game, if, if I'm correct, but... Uh, never a shootout, I don't think. They have shootouts in this event. Yep. I was kind of hoping it would go to a shootout just to see what it was like. <laughs> um, but overtime was pretty cool. And I think what a way to start a tournament. And if they want to showcase this great sport in front of a huge amount of audience that's here right now, um, I mean, what better way to start than a 3-2 overtime victory, especially that close, not too, too many goals. Goaltenders played outstanding. The players played outstanding. All around great game for everybody. And uh, pretty unbelievable to see. It was it was pretty spectacular. Yeah, it certainly was. And, and this uh, next game coming up uh, between Team Red, Team Gold promises to be the same. Uh, the thing I like about this is these teams are going to be busy. 
These teams are going back-to-back -back right now. They're going to be two games tomorrow. Yep. And then we'll see how it sets up for Sunday. But uh, you know what? We're going to get a pretty good idea of what Saturday and Sunday looks like within this next hour. And uh, I can't wait to see what the results are. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I mean, going back to even my days playing hockey, whenever you were in a tournament, it was it was great. It, it was great to see that um, right from game one that the action was that fast. However, I when I've been playing in tournaments, day two, day three, that gets exhausting. And tomorrow sure. playing two games for these teams could be a lot. So well, well you, you know, and you take it to another level too is. These guys sometimes only see each other once a year. Yeah. It's Friday night in downtown Toronto. <laughs> These guys are not going to be staying in their hotel rooms tonight. So whatever team and whatever player wants to go a little bit more, uh, if you know what I mean, on a Friday night, Saturday is going to be that much tougher. And, and it's all in fun, of course, but... We're talking about four teams and and probably 60 players in, yeah. in this in this category, 80 overall that are very very competitive as well. Oh my goodness! I was down uh, ringside getting that rink report, and you should have seen Team Yellow come off. Yes, I mean they are all obviously happy to be playing in the tournament, but very disappointed that they couldn't pull out the W. I mean they still got one point. It was an overtime loss, yep. but uh, a lot of them were very disappointed. Went right into the change room. Uh, I don't think many of them really wanted to talk to me because, uh, uh, I mean, they just wanted to go back to the room and uh, chill out a little bit. And it was funny because we were talking to Matt Morrow earlier this week, and uh, he was telling me that a lot of these players, they like to be around the rink. However, it is exhausting. So they'll go back to their hotel rooms, they'll listen to the broadcasts rather than actually be here at the rink. And... Um, it is like you said it is friday night in toronto so i feel like the more dedicated uh person would probably maybe you know come in a little bit extra early and Ded get an extra dedic dedicated dedic yes but you want to have fun oh, totally. you really do i mean yeah. hey, i i i remember last year this you know it's you talk about the players doing it for this amount of time we as broadcasters are here on, uh, you know, you look at somebody like Nico who's who's doing mm -hmm. six, seven games throughout the whole weekend. There's a little bit of exhaustion there. And don't tell me oh. this guy isn't going out. <laughs> 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 so, but but nonetheless, uh, it's, it's a fantastic event. Uh, and not only uh, a lot of competition on the ice, uh, you, you bring up the point earlier about uh, players throughout North America. And yes, this this is virtually the only time that they do get to say hi to their buddies, yeah. and, you know, their brothers in arms, the 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 you know people that play the same sports, uh, yeah. men and women, just enjoying the sport, coming to a main base, and you hope that you know in the future that this this is going to be the foundation of various tournaments throughout the year, so that we're not only talking about this once a year we're talking about it three or four times a year and yeah. it's just something to build off of yeah and i think a lot of the players take that to pride and what they'll do is when they see each other at these tournaments you know they give each other a big hug and sure and it was great to see all these players sort of come up even to our booth and say hi to us and they recognize us from last year i feel like that's pretty special just in itself and then um Obviously, the competitive nature of this whole tournament. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what this game has in store. Team Gold versus Team Red. Uh, if it's anything like the last game was, I think we're really in for a treat. So, I, I mean, I'm basically ready to get started. I, I want Puck to drop right now, but uh, these teams are still warming up. They're looking pretty good out there. And uh, Team Gold versus Team Red. Um, these guys are just zipping around out, th out there. 
and uh, it's great to see. I mean, last year at this event, um, the, these types of games, um, I, I feel like last year it was almost a little bit more lopsided, a little bit. So I feel like they even out the playing field just a tiny bit this year. Yep. And I feel like that's crucial because if you have a competitive team that wants to win, and um, th that's the, I feel like that's the best part of this whole tournament is the, the competitiveness. Yeah, and, and when you look at the rosters, too, and you talked about it, uh, there's a lot of familiar names here. We're seeing players from the uh, Vancouver Eclipse. Uh, the Toronto Ice Owls are just loaded with talent in this tournament. There's even a player from the U.K. Yeah, and, and yes, exactly, and a player from the U.K. that's yeah. also in from Oxford, uh, which is basically the only person outside of North America right now playing in this tournament. So uh, you're right, uh, they are familiar uh, to a certain extent, but uh, but right now, uh, you know, it, it is it is four different teams. It is almost like all star caliber hockey yeah, where totally. you're getting used to your right winger and your left winger and your defenseman and how the goalie will call the defense and so forth. So it's a learning curve. And that's what Friday's all about here in this tournament. And you heard it from Joey, who I just interviewed rinkside. And he, I asked him, I said, how is it? Is it hard to familiarize yourself with the players in this tournament? And he said. Yes, but after about the first or second period, you sort of know the guy's tendencies and, and where they're going to be on the ice. Yeah. So you really see that chemistry come into effect. So I feel like after that first game, a bunch of these teams will have uh, ironed out those kinks, and then what they'll do is next next game and the game after that, they'll just keep getting better and better. So it's great to see. The chemistry is going to be there. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. 
Find Soul of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.